Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Well, well, (laughs) (laughs) this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band's discography. We listen to all their records. Uh, We rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger from each of them, uh, from each of them, or maybe a stinker. I don't know. Uh, This week, if you didn't already know, we're doing gutter mouth. We're going to, we're going to do all nine of their records and, uh, but before we do that, we do that. We're also going to do our six degrees of Tom DeLong. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, I don't know how you're going to look it up, but anyway, uh, while you're listening, <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars, and uh, that'd be awesome. And uh, you know, all the social media ad is, is at Asinai Radio. If you want to join our Discord channel server, let us know. We'll send you the link. We also have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. Phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. Now, Jeff, let's just start with our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. What do you got? Go. Um, well, Gut and Mouth has played Warped Tour and Blink's played Warped Tour. So there you go. That's all you got. So you had nothing, right? Yeah, it was a short week. I know. I know. I, I just came up with something real quick in my mind because I totally forgot about this. So we're going to go with, uh, with Ty Smith who plays drums in Guttermouth or played drums in Guttermouth. He was also one of the backup drummers for the Vandals uh, in case Josh Freeze couldn't play. So get the Vandals there. You get Josh Freeze, who has played with Tom DeLonge. Or you can go the Brooks Wackerman route where Brooks has also played with uh, with Blink. So there you go. There's, those are our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Easy peasy. We didn't have a lot of time. So sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, we do an entire. Sorry. We had to do an entire week's worth of work in three days. So there you go. <laughs> um, or less. Oh, no, it's three days. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's just jump into our rankings. So let, we're going to start with the worst gutter mouth record to the best. So what do you got, Jeff, for number nine? Go. Number nine is uh, Gusto or Gusto. Going for the Gusto. Mm-hmm. Um, this, um, man, this is, this is weird because... It's it's not a bad record, but it's so pop. It is so fucking poppy at times that it's 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 dumb. But not even like gutter mouth dumb. It's just it's just like Mark. I don't know. Did this on his computer and just programmed every all the other instruments because like none of this even sounds real or, or bands backing it up. It's just it's just stupid. And this is um this is their seventh album from two thousand two, and I just. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's even like popular than Blink sometimes. It's just fucking dumb. I just, I, it, it was hard to get through, to be honest. It really was hard to get through. There are some really <laughs> cool songs on here, though. Like they're not all bad. Like the song "Gusto," the, the title track. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun song. That's on my on my drum playlist that I like to play because okay. it's 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 cute. It's silly. It's fast. You can do little fills in there. Um, but "Pee in the Shower" that's my that's my favorite um, song. <laughs> "Pee in the Shower" it's so stupid. <laughs> that is a good song. That is I, a good one. I love the song. I think it's super catchy. I like how he says the not me part, the not me, not me, 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I go pee in the shower. That's funny. I, it's cute. It's funny. It's a good song. It's adorable. I uh, I would still buy this on the vinyls if I seen it for like cheap enough. I'd for sure still really? pick it up. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Okay. Wow. That's fine. Mm-hmm. A few of these I, I would not pick up on the vinyls if they were even available. I wouldn't pick them up. It, if you saw this for like ten bucks or your lowest, at I would pick bucks, up. That's yes, no. yes, you would. Of course you would. I would never listen. I to know it. you would. I know you would. All right. Well, I guess that I guess that means you know what my my number nine is. It's also Gusto. Yeah, this is uh, this is not this is like the farthest from punk that they could they could have gone, and they went there and it was fine, but it just got kind of boring and lame after a while. And they even said this is like a failed experiment. They kind of regret making this. Nobody liked it, not even in the band. Nobody liked so, it. Yeah, which I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, the I mean, I'm with you. The 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 two songs that you think are the best, I also think are. I mean, "Be in the Shower" is the best song. Because it's just beyond fucking stupid, uh, but but Gusto is fun because it is catchy. But pee in the shower is my that's my BB on this one. I mean, they just really doubled down on the pop. I mean, they had already experimented a lot with the pop stuff on the record before, but uh, but man, they they just really went for it on this one. But not a stinker, but it is a sub two. So out of our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is a trash fire. I would give this below a two. Just throwing that out there. Okay. I mean, I probably, I probably would too. And I mean, I would buy this for 10 bucks though. Like I just, I totally would because it's 10 bucks and I don't care. And it's funny. There's a, you know, there's more than just two songs I think are funny on this album. The cover artwork's funny, and just I don't know, just to have it, listen to it, and I get rid of it eventually. Whatever, <laughs> whatever's all right. all right, all right. So then, what do you got for number eight? Um, their first, um, their full length LP or their album formerly known as LP. This is their first mm-hmm. album, ninety one. It's just uh, it's just very stripped down, and it's not that doesn't have to be like a bad thing. But I think this is just essentially Mark and and like noise like the band's just barely there nothing fancy nothing's going on with the band nobody's nobody's doing anything like extraordinary everyone is dumbing it down as much as possible even for just a little punk rock album Mm. like this and i just there's nothing exciting about this album except for mark and his harms there's just i don't know this one too like you may as well just program (laughs) all the fucking instruments because there's nothing going on here but it's still solid. It's still solid. Um, Reggae it's Man. It's good record. It is good. Reggae Man, that's, uh, that's my favorite because, um, I don't know, it's funny. It's stupid. So obnoxious because and disrespectful <laughs> and it's, it's snotty and it's a deliberate attempt to be annoying. It's funny. <laughs> which, which they're very, very good at. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You gotta love them when they just, they try really hard to be super... <laughs> super what did, what did he say super confrontational obnoxious. and obnoxious yeah, and yeah like they achieve it so much on every album they achieve at least in some aspect all right so my uh my number eight is terry yakamoto their third record from 96 this one uh this record is just kind of it's good but there's nothing on this record that's ever stood out to me and even this week i, I tried i really did try but nothing Maybe the song God's Kingdom, just because it was kind of reminiscent of their first record, a little bit where it was just like straight up like snottiness, 
but I don't know. I just this record's fine. I don't think I would get this on vinyl either, if it's even available. I don't know, because uh, I, I just I never I've never really gone back to it. They they just they hadn't quite found that that perfect balance of poppiness and snottiness. It's just a weird record. It's a really weird record. So I don't know. That's my number eight. Okay. Terry Yakamoto. I don't have much about this one. That's fine. All right. So what do you got for number seven? Uh, my number seven is Terry Yakamoto. Yeah. There you go. There so you go. Their third album. This is um. This was like their second on Nitro or their first on Nitro. I think it was the second. I think Friendly People was their first on Nitro. So yeah, this is their second one on Nitro Records. Yeah. And so they they are kind of getting into the pop punk sound here because Friendly People is not really poppy like at all this one is for sure their first real attempt at being incorporating pop into their punk rock and it's it's fine yeah it's still pretty gutter mouth of this era but a little bit more accessible in, in like the pop realm some snotty stuff that that even incorporated like some adolescents and in other bands some of their their interpolations they do and they will continue to do in later albums i thought that was fun and stuff so there are good parts to this album so that's why it's a little bit better than the the other one, I think, but uh, I don't know. It's it's not as good as Friendly People, and it's not as good as Musical <laughs> Monkey. It's stuck in between two like great albums, so therefore it's just boring. I don't have a favorite song. You don't? Uh, okay, I understand I that. I they all kind of blend together for me on this one. They do. Really, nothing stands out on this at all. I do. But okay, so my number seven is full length, full length LP, first record, like you said. Came out in 91. Uh, I think this is just a fun punk record. And I agree with you too. Like there's not, there's not a whole lot going on musically. It's all, it's all Mark Adkins. That's, this is kind of his, you know, just kind of fuck around punk record. And that's cool. I, I enjoy it. I think there's some classic songs on here. I, the song one, two, three slam is top 10 gutter mouth for me. One, two, three, slam. I love this song. The song is so good. <laughs> and just, it's just, I don't know. It, it just gets me so pumped up no matter what. And I don't know if they've played. I'm sure they I'm sure they have played it when we've seen them a few times. But yeah, dude, this is just a great, a great song for a pit and just a great song overall. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's just great snotty nose punk. And Mark screams a lot on this record, on this particular record. He hasn't really like found his voice voice yet that everybody knows him. I, I, that everybody identifies him with. So, yeah, that's my number seven, full length. <laughs> what, what's so I, funny? I was just thinking about like some of the lyrics and some of his later songs. Well, I, I'll get into it because it's oh, yeah, we'll yeah. so funny. It's, it's some of it's really bad, but like even <laughs> just even like just the way he sings sometimes, like in um, uh, fuck, I don't know, I lost it. Sorry to go. Well, on. I'm pretty fucking glad that I'm not you. <laughs> 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 it's so dumb. It's not even an offensive lyric. It's That's actually literally saying. what I was thinking about too. <laughs> that specific one, just that that most foolish thing to do. do. I'm pretty fucking glad that I'm not. You. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. What do you? Why would you say that? Why was that a lyric? Stupid. <laughs> okay, so what do you got for number six? Number number six is gorgeous, gorgeous George. This is mm. this is good, clean pop punkage here. And all my top six, I buy in the vinyls. These are all fun for me, and I love them. This is very mm-hmm. lighthearted, very funny. Never really gets too aggressive. 
and stays in like the kind of playful territory like like Gusto tried to do. But just, this is As, just wait, gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one's for sure playful and and not. Yeah, this one's not aggressive. There are points of it that are aggressive, but it's not an aggressive album now. But the last song, uh, "Power Up," makes me laugh. It's preceded by the the skit making fun of church bands, and then it goes into this <laughs> this hymn style jam, and he eventually starts talking about like fingering his own butt, and it's just. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, grown fucking man. Just These are the lyrics you put out. And then here I am, a grown man, listening to my car, laughing by myself. Yeah. I think they're hilarious. We're all wildly immature. Yeah. Okay, that's your that's your number six. Yeah. Uh, so my number six is, this is where I would, I would start buying on vinyl at this point. Uh, my number six is Friendly People. Second record from 94. This one is is a huge, huge step up from the first one, production wise, songwriting wise. You could actually, they're actually like writing riffs, which I think they d- they did really well for most of their career. They did a really good job of that of that, and um, this is where it comes in at. And I think this is a great, just great straight up punk record without being o- overly goofy. I mean, like songs like Mr. Barbecue is really stupid and goofy, but most of it is it's just like good music, good punk music, good fast, you know, punch you in the face music. And uh, my favorite song of this one is Asshole. I think it's like the second to last song. It might be the last song. (laughs) Just the way, the way they come in with the backup vocals. It's just like, so it's almost like it's very melodic when it's just such an aggressive song. That's great. It's a great fucking song. You're a great big asshole. (laughs) Dude, he's such a dumb lyricist. I love it. But um, and also on this record, they really step it up with uh, offending people, with saying saying with saying offensive things. That's for sure. Yes. This is when I text you and I said, "Wow, the beginning of the song PC." <laughs> Fuck, man! Like it, it goes, like you said, it goes from zero to offensive immediately. It's like instantaneous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. shit, man. A song like that now, the song PC would not could not be released nowadays. Just would not. And I don't even think like that's. I mean, for me, that's that's not the most un PC gutter mouth thing that they've ever done. No, 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 no. They're just they're just here to offend. I don't even think it's. Oh, we'll get into it on the main episode, yeah. but uh, yeah. So that's my number six. What do you got for number five? Uh, eat your face. Eat your face. This face. is second to last or eighth album. This is mm-hmm. uh, two thousand four. So we're still in high school at this time. Like there's they're eight albums deep, and and we haven't graduated high school yet. That's just how yep. long we've been listening to Gutter Mouth. Eat Your Face. This is I thought this was a more punk Shave the Planet, but still had strong harms to it. There's a lot of very fast songs here, and it still keeps all of the fun parts of Gutter Mouth. I just don't think it's um compared to Shave the Planet, I don't think it's as well rounded as Shave the Planet. I don't think it's as well thought out, and I just don't think it's really? written as well. Eat your okay. face. Eat your face is solid, but I don't um I really think this one and Shade the Planet are like like hand in hand. They just they go hand in hand. They're they're very very similar in that this is like the last era of Gutter Mouth. This is later eras of Epitaph, and and they're very very similar. Before they went to Volcom <laughs> and just kind of became a nostalgia act. Yeah, yeah. I think they were kind of forced to. I I don't think anybody really wanted to put out music for Gutter Mouth after Shade the Planet. No. Yeah, they say some 
fucking stupid shit on that song on that record. Dude, they say some stupid shit in the record. They still say stupid shit on stage. They're, yeah. They're it's probably in everybody's best interest not to release music for them. The fucking really. name is Guttermouth. Like my god, everything about this yeah. band is just like disrespectful and gross. <laughs> it's true. So good. Oh boy. Um, but hot dog to the head. Like come on. Dude, oh, hot dog yeah. to the fucking head. That is so funny. Wiener to the face, schnitzel to the lips. Like, come on, do I need to go more? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? How is this a song? Why would who sits down and write? Let's write a song about hot dog to the head. <laughs> and it starts off all like acoustic and slowed down, and like he's in a, like a it's he's got the verb on it, and it's, he's in an amphitheater, and then gets into like a nice little punk song, schnitzel to the lips, one between the tits. <laughs> lips. <laughs> How do you like my lisp? <laughs> <laughs> just like his, the, the way he draws out the S's on that on that that part is just so stupid, so oh. fucking dumb. It's so childish. Like talk about twelve year old. I'll eat your face. Number five. Number five. Okay, my number five is gorgeous. <laughs> Fifth record from ninety nine. Uh, see, I I disagree with you. I think this is like one of the most aggressive records. This I think one, tone wise, especially tone wise, tone wise, guitars, everything is pretty heavy on this record. I was I I really don't listen to this record very often, so it uh, it came as a surprise. Honestly, it, it really did, and uh, I really I really enjoyed this listen through. And there are some goofy moments throughout, but. You know, I feel like after coming off of Musical Monkey, this is way less goofy than Musical Monkey. It really is. I mean, Musical <laughs> Monkey is, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into that later. But yeah, Gorgeous is, is definitely more of a, a dark, I don't want to say darker record, just heavier for me. That's that's how I feel about it, at least. Um, Interesting. And Hit Machine, I think is the best song. It's It's the opener. I think it's a great opener to just introduce Guttermouth in general. It has a lot of the one, two, three, fours, the stop and goes, stop and go moments. It's just a solid, well-written punk song to open up an album, to open up a show, to do anything like that. This is a good record. It's a, it's a solid listener, but nothing, nothing truly stands out a lot from the record, but it's just like, it's consistently good from start to finish. So it's my number five. It's gorgeous. So what do you got for number four? <laughs> I was just thinking about Primate Camp. Some of the lyrics on that one too are so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Darwin had his theory. <laughs> theory of McQuarrie. Motion <laughs> through the trees. Oh, okay. Number four. Uh Friendly People. This is the only gut amount to have on the vinyls, is Friendly People. So and this, it's so expensive now. This was early in our collecting. This was like fourteen dollars at Grace. And um It's like yeah. sixty dollars now. That's fucking nuts. That's crazy. Well, I think like at least half their records have never been pressed. A good chunk of chunk of them have not been pressed ever. Dang, this one, I think it was just this one actually. This one was on Nitro website early in our collecting days too, along with uh, available almost all of AFI Nitro and Offspring Nitro stuffs. But that, yeah, I mean, and and Vandal stuffs too. But those have long since been gone. Ever since Vandal's put out the the diarrhea splatter variant. Oh, you have to live fast. Yeah. Everything has been sold out on, on Nitro site. Really? Yeah. yeah. But before I mean, that, I got picked up all those AFI ones. 
Yeah, that, that was a weird fucking thing. If I all, all of a sudden just slowly started creeping up in price. Yeah. Not nice. But yeah, friendly people. This is a step up, like you said, as far as like musicianship goes. <coughs> that was a big gulp. Got myself a Miller Lite with uh, a lime over here. Yeah, a lot of pulp in that one. But yeah, this one's a this one's a big step up as far as musicianship goes. Guitar riffs are are slightly more complex. There's a good variety of drum parts opposed to just being fast and basic beats, and then sometimes slowing them down like they did on their first. There's a little bit more nuance to it. Mark is on point and super problematic, and that's um that's that's I think the best way to describe him. He's yeah. just. He's he's a. What do you call those people? Like like you hire somebody, you know they're going to be a problem. They're like a hot topic, not like a hot topic, but they're. Um, fucking, uh, there's a word for it. Like um, I'm not sure. Whatever. That's what he is. <laughs> um, but like asshole, asshole bullshit. Like both equally good and fun to sing along to. Super yeah. super fucking stupid. And um, Veggie Side's another good one on there too. <laughs> PC is also a great one. Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, this this album is just full of really, really dumb, dumb songs that are just built around how can I piss off somebody with just like one line and let's build the song around it. That's fine. Yeah, especially PC. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's it's funny. The PC is a funny song. I laugh. I laugh and I I <laughs> I sing along or talk along. And thinking about you know we, nine, 90, 1994, Like this is like normal. Normal talk. Yeah, like at ninety four, it wasn't it wasn't really that offensive. No, but. not at all. This is this is. I mean, we were like middle school. Like we 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 said a lot of stupid shit in middle school that is not, not okay 94. today. Well, no, we're ninety four. We're young as fuck. Well, we still like said a seven. lot of stupid shit in elementary school too. Yeah, we still said. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're Maybe right, even right, more yeah. than middle school. Said a lot of dumb. The only thing, the only difference was in middle school we can articulate our thoughts better. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, friendly people, my number oh, four. Kids are dumb. Good okay. stuffs. All right, my number four is Covered with Ants. Their sixth record from 2001. What? Covered with Ants, number yeah. four. Wow. Covered with Ants. I'm surprised it's so high for you. Wow. Wow. That's weird. Wow. Uh, yeah, we did this episode. I looked. We did this uh, two years ago, uh, in January of 2020. Oh, wow. That was when we did this record last. Yeah. Or that's when we did this record. Not last, but when we did this record. And, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is, a, for me, this is, this is how I got into Guttermouth. And it's very poppy, very, very poppy. It's super polished. And it sounds nothing like any of their records. This is like, th- besides Gusto, this is the standout record. It has some of the snottiness, but it's, it's layered so much with, you know, vocal tracks and just everything else like they the production on this is leaps and bounds more than musical monkey and and everything prior and even after so uh but there's some amazing songs on here my favorite song is can i borrow some ambition but also chug a lug night i mean how is that not fun to sing black enforcers is another one (laughs) here we go here we go here we go and then that's life um you know, looking good is all that matters. We run with <laughs> really a knife. Yeah, we, know, we run with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many good songs on here. I, I do really love this record, um, but there's just better. There's just better records, honestly. And 
I really have nothing bad to say about it, and I didn't really have anything bad to say about it when we did it on the pod. I think I gave it, I don't know, maybe a perfect? Did probably I a perfect probably one out of fucking four or something. No, I, I love Covered With Hands. This, this is such a an amazing record. So, yeah, it's my number four, Covered With Hands. Go listen to that episode. I'm not going to go too deep into it because we already did it. Did so it what do you pod. have left? So you have Eat Your Face at number three, Musical Monkey at number two, and then Shave the Planet at number one. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I know. Okay. All right. So my number three is Shade the Planet. This was a, this is a nice balance of their popular sound with their punk roots. Perfect balance. This is probably the best bass playing on any of their albums also. And mm-hmm. I think this has probably their most offensive part on any of their albums. And um, I still laugh, though. I, I still think it's good. I think Shade the Planet is, besides Covered Within, Shade the Planet's the only other time I think they tried hard to make a good album. That's that's what it seems like to me. Really? Yeah. Because oh. Covered With Ants, for sure, I think they tried hard. That, that's like the only album they have yeah, where yeah. it's 10 songs in 30 minutes. Everything else is 15 songs, 16 songs in 30 minutes, and 25 minutes. Covered With Ants. I mean, yeah, they, can I borrow some ambitions? Like three minutes long. They never have three-minute tracks. No, it's very long for them. And also, Covered With Ants didn't have like any fun tracks. or like tra- Except for Cram It Up Your Ass. Yeah, the la- yeah, it was the everything last else song was like pretty serious. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I think Shade the Planet was a a deliberate attempt to do something good because, again, the bass playing on that album is is the outlier. Uh, the only other it's time really that the bass playing was was even almost as good as Eat Your Face, but I think that's just a subpar Shade the Planet. So Shade the Planet, here we go, number three. <laughs> but um, I think I like this week. I like God Steve McQueen. God, Steve McQueen. God, oh, Steve that's McQueen. a good one. It's just so dumb. It, it, like, it's just yeah. Like, why have a song about work? I just don't. It's just stupid. <laughs> and I laugh so hard when he starts to like list the things he can build. You know, like a table, yeah, or a chair. <laughs> I don't know. It's when he says a chair, just like how, how like <laughs> how sarcastic he is about 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 building a chair. I'm just so fucking yeah. dumb. But that song is extremely poppy. That is very. I think it's probably well. Or maybe, that and Primate Camp are probably the the poppiest songs on the record. Well, Darwin had his theory. All right, <laughs> so that's your number three. <laughs> that is your number three. All right, my number three is Musical Monkey. So uh, let's move on because we're uh, we're doing that on the pod. So what do you got for number two? So you're putting, you're putting Eat Your Face and Shave the Planet above Musical Monkey. That's silly. Okay. My number two is, is Covered With Ants. I think this is the most deliberate they've been at trying to write a good album. Or was what society would deem Guttermouth should be writing as a good album. If you look at like critic reviews, this is one of their best. They get into it mostly with this one as far as like the critics go. And that could just be happenstance, whatever. But mm. this one... Um, this one I mean, I don't know if Guttermouth had been on Punkaramas before this, but the Punkarama, this came out on the, t- the 2001 Punkarama. That was when mm-hmm. they had um, Can I Borrow Some Ambition? And that was a very successful Punkarama. So Guttermouth now, and that was like a third track on there, maybe even like the first track on that Punkarama. No, I think, it was, I think it was the third track. Pretty sure it was the third track on Punkarama. Fuck, it may have been the first track. Was it? Ah, I don't know. Let me, let me see here. Let but me, to be, I think it was the third. But like that, that was that. I, I think two thousand one was the most successful punkorama because that was 
that was heading away from the 90s stuff and then kind of like getting into the 2000s era. So you're not doing just the punk stuff, but you're not quite into like just the the tired bands that you've been hearing over and over and over and over. You're just right in that sweet spot, that middle ground. And so I think that's what catapulted Covered With Ants and Gutter Mouth to be bigger. And obviously that was already written by the time this punk drama came out. But yeah. I think I think coming off of Gorgeous, which I I wouldn't I totally think that's a that's a very, very poppy record. This was I don't know, this punk like like Covered With Ants was their first one on on Epitaph and there was a lot of a lot of pressure. And the songs are longer. They have multiple three minute songs and they've never done that before because they can't do it. They they can't write songs that are that long because they're too quick. <laughs> they they really slow down their playing on Covered With Ants. Like it's not just that they're long songs. They don't play nearly as fast as they do on on Friendly People and Musical Monkey. Or even Eat Your Face. For, yeah, there's a lot of fast songs in Eat Your Face. Too. For the most part, yeah. Like like mo like like the middle part of Covered With Ants, if I had to like pick apart the album and, and say my least favorite part is one thing it's that that early to middle part it's that secure horizon yeah. she got the look looking good is all that matters up until i'm destroying the world which i think is a cover anyway and so everything else after that i think is absolutely perfect and then the first two songs that's life and ambition i think are perfect songs but i do i do really hear and i do really think that this is a album that they wrote they tried like they, they, they wrote it to be good they thought this was going to be like a really good album and it yeah, was it was I fantastic. Right. I totally agree with you on that part. I, I think normally they write music that's like, hey, let's just uh, John Feldman first dot best dot. Let's fuck it. Who cares? Let's do it. Call it a day. But this <laughs> one, they, they they if all their other albums took them like an hour to write, this one took a day. That was your number two. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so my number two is Shave the Planet, their ninth and f- last record from two thousand six. Uh, this is, uh, man, I think this might be one, besides like their first two records, besides Friendly People and and LP, this might be like their rawest record. Like this is, this just sounds dirty. Not dirty, Shave the planet? Shave the planet. I just, I think it's because the drums, the drums sound like they weren't mixed like completely. So they have, there's just a really loud crack to them, which I really like. I really, really like it. But it never, it's, it's always sounded to me like it was, the record was never complete. That's what it sounds like to me. And it, it clocks like in at like 20, 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 23. No, it's 22 minutes. And it's nothing. It's an EP. I think, I think they just, they, they ran out of time. I think they were probably, this is my theory. They were probably so fucked up and having so much fun making this record that they just ran out of time and they ran out of money. And this is the result is shave the planet. And I love it. I love this record. The moment I heard this record, I loved it. And I was working at Tower Records when this record came out. And I, I, of course, I bought it the day it came out. And I played it. I put it on this, not, never hearing any of the songs. I put it on the stereo for the whole entire store, for the upstairs. And it was like maybe seven, or no, it was like six o'clock in the evening. And we get like two songs in, and my manager calls me and he's like, hey, dude, you, you can't be playing this. What? Because, I mean,. He played the hip hop and shit all the time in the nineties and stuff and they, whatever that is. But no, no, he's, he's like, he's like, you can't play this right now. He's like, you can play like after ten o'clock. That's oh. totally fine. You can play it, but just you got to turn it off right now. <laughs> There's like kids in the store and shit like that. So that because we weren't like he, they they pretty much told us don't play anything with a lot of cursing, explicit stuff like before ten o'clock because of kids and stuff. And they don't want to get in trouble. So he's like, if you want to play it after ten, that's fine. But yeah, just don't don't do it now. 
and dude i just i was blown away by this i thought it was just so funny it's so dumb and so catchy at points and my favorite song is capitalizing from capitalizing from plump mistakes which (laughs) we've already kind of talked about I'm pretty fucking glad <laughs> that I'm not you. Even that he slaves his fucking too. ass off too. So it's so catchy. Kids are screaming. Life is dogs are bark. <laughs> it's like dogs barking, <laughs> and then you're the sign of the bee. It's so good. I, I I love the song, and then Primate Camp, obviously, uh, flaccidism. I mean, after that initial part when he says he has autism, oh, man. after that part. After that part, the the lyrics are pretty funny. After that, and um, I don't know, it's it's a solid record. I love this one. I just every time I listen to that in that part, I just think about how long it's been. Just for any reason, I have put my fingers to my mouth and made that noise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where you rub your lips. <laughs> yeah. <And it's> just, <laughs> but it's just like it's such a gross thing to do. Like I don't yeah, know, sticking my fingers in my fucking mouth if I'm not eating. It's just this is weird and so stupid and childish. I think that is the most f- to, to use the word problematic. That is the most problematic thing they've ever done. I think so too. I really, really do. <laughs> I do, but it's it's the most problematic. But I think also the most childish thing he's ever done. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt, the most childish thing he's ever done. That's all he fucking does is childish things. I know, and that is probably the most. <laughs> But and then like I agree with you too. The bass playing on this this record is top notch. Even the guitarists they really stepped it up. And there's some really cool lead lead guitar parts, obnoxious, but they're really good. And that's what I'm saying. I think this record they never completed it. And this is just like a bunch of ideas thrown out there because some songs are like a minute and twenty seconds long. They're not. <laughs> there's nothing that's really super fleshed out on this record, minus like three or four songs. Everything else oh, is a fucking true. mess. So, but I, I I think that's another reason why I love it so much because it's so thrown together. So, that's what I got for num- my number two. What do you got for number one? Uh, number one is the album of the week, Musical Monkey. Come on. Ah, of course, of course, of course. Silly boy talk. So, my number one is Eat Your Face. Eat Eighth Your record, Face. 2004. Uh, I've, I mean, I've really loved this record since it came out in high school. I mean, we were, I think it was like right before our senior year when it came out. Yeah, it had to have been right before our senior year. And and I thought it was I thought it was just so funny. I, I I've always loved like all the little stupid studio talk in between the songs. I know you probably hate it. Um, but I th- I just thought it was so funny. And then my one of my favorite parts, like skit wise, if you want to call them skits, is when Ty calls calls and leaves a a, a message on the answering machine about the bus stop. <laughs> this is the most inconvenient piece of shit. How does any? He just like goes off on like the bus system in Orange County, and because he's at his second DUI, so he can't drive, so he has to take the bus to the studio. <laughs> and he's just like he's just so, he's so pissed off on this answering machine, and then they're just playing music behind it. It's just so fucking dumb. I love it, <laughs> and everything is just so snotty and bratty, and I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of I forgot what song it is right now, but at the end of one of them. They're like, oh, he's like, I got to go. I got to go pee. And they call him like sit down boy and like pee pee boy or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's it's just everything about this band is so childish. It's I mean, it's it's it is really funny. And there's a lot of like Orange County kind of insider jokes like like Guadalajara. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny. That's a funny thing to say, because if you're from Orange County and that's just I don't know. It's cute. 
Yeah. It's a good album. It's solid. Yeah. And <laughs> my two favorite songs, Todd Dog to the Head, obviously, which we talked about already, and then Surf's Up Asshole. Surf's I think this asshole. is this is top five. That is a top five. Uh, I think both songs are in top ten. Both songs are top ten gutter mouth. Damn. For sure. Yeah. Surf's Up Asshole. That's a Surf's solid Surf's Up Asshole. Too. Surf's Up Asshole. <laughs> it's, I love it. All right, so that's okay. my that's what I got for number one. So okay. I guess we're done no, with the yeah, rankings. That's fine. All right, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into. Well, I'm always right. Uh, so we're gonna get into the musical monkey record. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Mark Atkins. Mark Atkins. <laughs> <laughs>